Hello and welcome to the second My Star Wars Live Debt. I'm your host, Johnny Oatman, and today I am joined by the legend himself, a rural farm boy. Hello, Anthony. Afternoon, Star Wars friends. How are you doing? Oh, I'm definitely doing. I'm very well. <laughs> Playlist is alive and well and plays on and on. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so uh, we were going to have a, another another guest on today, but unfortunately, due to weather demands, he uh, he's uh, not able to join us. But hopefully, we'll be seeing him in the future. But I've got a couple of topics that I wanted to kind of um, jump on board with today and see where we go. Um, just a couple of things that I've actually been just thinking about milling around in the old brain pan. Um, so I'm going to start with the with a Palpatine one. Um, I can't remember. I was listening to someone today. I can't remember who I was listening to. There were so many. Um, but they were talking about um, the the whole I am all the Sith line from um, Rise of Skywalker. And I got to thinking because possibly could... You get the idea that he's when he says, "Strike me down with your anger, and I will come into you." Could this be actually what the rule of two, like boiled down? This is the rule of two. Hmm. You've got so you've got the master who has the power. Essentially, you get so starting out from I can't remember his his apprentice, but you've got Darth Bane. He starts the rule of two. He's the one. He's like the powerful guy, and then his apprentice. Uh, that's thank you. She kills him once she has, mm-hmm. you know, learnt enough. Then would that power then go into her? Would she take his power, hmm. and then have that pass on through essentially generation and generation of Sith? To the point where you've got Palpatine, and because they said um, in the novelization that his his clone body was not strong enough to house his power, and that's why it was falling apart. And they they hit upon that in Dark Empire, wasn't it as well? I want to say something similar. That story was a long, yeah, long time ago, but. Yeah, I want to say that was the very same reason in that story that was told why he had that cloning facility. It was like multiple clones as well. Like he jumped between from clone to clone to clone, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so what if, in like theory, he when he says that he is all the Sith, he is actually not lying. Because that's another thing, the Sith never lie. You know, they every they, they are pretty notorious for telling the truth. They've all, like, uh, Dooku in Attack of the Clones. He tells Obi-Wan the entire plot for the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Palpatine, you know, he manipulates, but I don't think he ever lies. Uh, like to Anakin, I don't think he ever lies. He just manipulates the situation. Um, so, what if he's still doing the Sith thing of telling the truth? He has got all the power of the Sith. Hmm. 
and maybe that's you know so the apprentice the sith apprentice craves the power so they take the power of the sith they take the power of all the sith and it passes through that way mm -hmm. and and basically what palpatine ends up doing with his cloning facility is following up on um like the teachings of plagueis plagueis wants to live forever because he wants to keep that power in, you, you, you kind of can like theoretically of course he wants to keep the power for himself so yeah what if um when he is actually all the sith and he would pass on that power so say vader killed him Anakin takes the power. Luke striking uh, Palpatine down takes all that power and becomes the Sith Lord. Uh, so yeah, I was just kind of think I've been thinking about that most of today. <laughs> I would stop you at the Anakin because hmm. at that point, when Anakin makes the choice to become Anakin again, then he's doing no. He's Anakin. He's not yeah. going to take a Sith power. That can't happen. No. Um, but like, if Vader had um, tried to kill him beforehand, like before the turn, would he have taken the power? Would Anakin's like broken form be able to do that? Hmm. Having been the chosen one, if it went that way and he just he stayed as Darth Vader and killing his master. I would have to think is the chosen one. Yes. So yeah, I've been I've been playing with that one in my in my brain most of today. <laughs> Thanks to our but, friends that you were listening to that gave you cause to come up with this this here. Of course, of course. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was um pretty sure it was bad motivators. That's how far behind I am for right now on a Wednesday that I haven't got that far just yet. Because as you were going, I'm trying to think, all right, who was it that said this? Because I'm likely going to know who it was. And no, I'm telling on myself that I'm a little behind yet. I'm, I'm just going to quickly scroll back. Oh, it could have actually been um, Page Wars as well. It was somewhere, it's either Page Wars or Bad Motivators that I was listening to. Because okay. uh, the latest page was is up on the uh, regular feed with King Tom and Steel. Mm -hmm. um, talking about the rise of Kylo Ren. Oh, we got a couple friends in the chat. Say hi to Mr. Rez and Miss Becky's there. Hey, Becky. Hey, Rez. How you guys doing? Rez says he's just catching up. <laughs> catching up on the rambles <laughs> um so yeah that, that that's, that's that's been playing on the on the mind and um i'm pretty sure again it was bad motivators or it was someone i listened to yesterday talking about um the jedi and how flawed star wars sessions i listened to last week's star wars sessions the other day and they were talking about it and i mean yes th th there's no question about it the the jedi order um 
<laughs> okay, Mick, I'm sure it's Star Wars Life Debt. Well, I do do the Star Wars Life Debt blog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who that is. I just seen it and I said, no, yeah. it's Live Debt for this round. Yep. And thinking about the High Republic and the Jedi of the the Republic era and then the Jedi of the High Republic era, because we get to see, you know, have you seen the um, character art that came out? Yeah, uh, they released a little bit of details on each of them characters. Yes. I've been hearing Uh, more talk of it on shows than I have actually took time to jump over to read. But I'm caught up in that way. Yeah, because um, like you see, like when you see the the images, like they're wearing very ornate looking robes. You got mm-hmm. uh, the the cool looking lightsabers, mm-hmm. and then you get to like the the mace windows of it all. Who, like um, in the in the um, Star Wars sessions episode, they were you know you've got mace window and Kiadi Mundi being very much like. Um, the naysayers, so to speak, the they're the you know as Yoda says in the um, in Attack of the Clones, the more arrogant kind of Jedi, and you know Mace and uh, Kiadi Mundi definitely fill that bill. Um, but but then if you go back, like if we when we go back to the High Republic, what are the Jedi going to be like? Um, we know that they're basic. They, 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 one of the kind of the foundations for the idea was Obi Wan's quote uh, from A New Hope: uh, "For a thousand generations, um, Jedi Knights of the Guardians of Peace and Justice in the Old Republic." Um, but what does that entail in the High Republic? We know that they're going to be like the Texas Rangers, as they've uh, as they put out uh, say. But what? Is the Jedi Order itself going to be like? I would think that they are, they haven't begun to get in their own way yet. I would think that this is is what we're going to see that were like even different stories and teachings and things that even Obi-Wan as a young in in Mm. the temple would have learned Jedi lore from all that time long ago to even be able to say for that thousand generations, they were the, the keepers of peace and protectors yeah. for that long. I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see some really true, honest to goodness. Uh, how would folks go and say it? Virtuous Jedi. Yeah. Really aiming to do the right thing long before they got in their own way. Uh, I mean, I think you can visually we've seen that the, a big difference between the two eras already with the uh, I mean not just with the way they dress but with the lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean I don't run down the, I don't normally go down the route of oh a blue lightsaber means he's this type of Jedi and a green means this and purple and yellow and orange. But when you look at the lightsabers that we've seen, like the lightsaber colors, like we've got a, a whole rainbow. Going on just about pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Um, in comparison to you know the prequel era where it's um green and blue, Mace is purple and he's like the one and only, 
and then you've got, of course, um, and then, of course, you've got Red for Sith. Um, I've always kind of thought that, you know, I mean, in the old EU, Mace Windu, uh, when he practiced uh, Vapad, the, Mm -hmm. like, is it Form 7? It is Form 7. Um, And it takes him towards the dark side. He touches the dark side. He skirts it. Yeah. Maybe that's the reason why he has a purple blade. Maybe he had a blue blade initially. I haven't read the Mace Windu comic yet, so uh, I couldn't. It's a darker color than blue and green, but, yeah. it, but it ain't red. It's like, you know, you, you put blue and red together, you get purple. So what if mm-hmm. he's touched the dark side, he's accidentally made his crystal? Even his, even his blade shows that he skirts that line. Yes. Very fine line. And and we see at least one of these new High Republic Jedi with a purple lightsaber. Then we've got a, a, a dark saber. And we've got the the, oh, yeah. the white sabers as well. Now, are those purified crystals like we got from, like Ahsoka's got? Um, hmm. But I, I wonder if... You know, the, the Jedi Order, they're not, like you said, they're not going to be getting in their own way at this point. They're very much going to be, as you said, virtuous. And but at the end of, you know, somehow in that 200 years, you know, what's going to change as well? Because there's a 200 year gap between what we're going to be seeing to Phantom Menace. And by Phantom Menace, they're already getting in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, what I have heard some talk about this, but some folks are kind of wondering in a speculative kind of way, as they tend to do, and maybe hoping that this might be a time period that also may include something concerning Darth Plagueis. I'm thinking this is still mm-hmm. way too far back. Even yeah, we, we don't know what in canon now his species is, we know what it is in the Plagueis novel, that he's a moon. Immune. Yeah. But now that it, that's just outside and not considered, we don't know that he still is that. And even for that species, I still think that's he would not have been he wouldn't have lived for 200 years. No, I... I be in that period. No, I, I can't... You know, they might, they might do a... Um... A hundred years, maybe, but I don't think they're kind of the Wookiee lifespan of you know two hundred years, and he's still middle aged, kind of, <laughs> kind of jobby. But then, of course, like out even, of even some folks are wondering if that Wookiee that we see could that be Chewbacca's yeah. father? And I'm thinking you're making no. it smaller. Yeah, it can't be. No. I know you want it to be something else that we're familiar with, but even when Star Wars was a brand new thing, we weren't familiar with none of it. It was all brand mm-hmm. new. That's yeah. what we're doing again. That's what they are. We're not doing. They're doing. That's what they're doing. All yeah. brand new again. I, I, they, I, I feel like if they, you know, I think it's been it's been said that the only real connective tissue we should see is Yoda, and I don't, I'm not a. We don't need to see Yoda too much. I'm not even know. certain that we should even see that. No. No. But fr- from the looks of it, we're not going to be. You know, we're not going to be directly on Coruscant. Uh, you know, we're going to be 
exploring out in the out in the wilds of space instead of on home turf. So, you know, at this point, is Yoda still, would Yoda be on Coruscant at this point? Would he be on the council? Yeah, he would surely be old enough, we know that for absolute certain, to be mm. included in this time period. Yeah. If he would be, I would think that, that the writers and tellers of these new stories are going to have, if at all, very, very sparingly. Yeah, and what you had mentioned is exploring the the wilds of the galaxy. What makes this super interesting to me is if you they have mentioned that the galaxy at that point includes the mid rim would look, be what we know as the outer rim. Yes. So everything included from northeast southwest the entire way around the galaxy. If you're going to mm. look at it as a, a, a a flat map. Everything in the outer rim is unknown regions yes. to the galaxy at that point. So we may very likely get to see the them exploring different things that are brand new at that time that we already know what it is. And maybe some of those different story points lead to different things coming later in stories we know of where it's happening brand new to these characters that you can yeah. go oh no i know how this is going to end or that they discover they, they they come across and learn about different planets skirting the edge of the mid-rim they kashik i want to say is a mid-rim world and maybe some neighbors did are not a, something that's been discovered in galaxy yet that sounds fun to me i think so i've just I've, I've just pulled out the uh Okay. Because yeah. um, uh, my, my uh, I don't I don't know if you saw on uh, Twitter uh, about the flood that I had. Yes, I did. So all is well now. All is well. All is well. Yeah. Um, Good. Apart from my uh, rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary, <laughs> it got hit in the flood. Um, <laughs> How bad? uh bad enough yeah okay. so uh it's um because i had it downstairs because I, I was part i was still reading it and still part way through it so it was uh but yes mm. it's uh it may it may be salvageable with a few more days in the air and covered maybe but uh we'll see um but i was just looking so for everyone at home around here you've got the mid rim Mm-hmm. But then, of course, you go here, this line here, uh, where am I going? Here is the expansion region. So could that be roughly where it starts? Oh, as though that part has not been expanded upon yet? Is that what you're... That's what I'm wondering, because uh, um, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm I, I'm going to show my uh, show my mild ignorance. I I thought the expansion region was beyond the mid rim, but I've got it the wrong way around. So what if? So the expansion region looks to kind of so the inner rim kind of comes to around what Onderon on one side and Jeddah on the other. 
then the expansion region comes out. But Kashyyyk is beyond the expansion region, and we've got a Wookiee Jedi. Oh, okay. It's the opposite of what I was thinking. It's included. Hmm. So maybe the big expansion is maybe by the time we get to but you know by the time the events of the new of the high republic are going on they've expanded that far but of course when you go the other way the um you know you get to kind of just around there's been half an end or which is just beyond the mid rim mm -hmm. uh, and then you're into the unknown regions so Definitely, like the west of the galaxy, the western side of the galaxy is pretty much. I think we're going to be approaching the east from what we're going to be seeing in High Republic. We're probably going to be going east um, to the east because we've got a lot more. See now, dang it! This makes me my my right over there. I'm gonna mute this and take a ten second dip <laughs> that trip across because I want to see a damn map of the galaxy too. <laughs> so yes, uh, if anyone has, uh, if anyone at home has got the um, got one of the visual dictionaries, uh, I'm currently, like I said, going with the Last Jedi one due to the uh, Rise of Skywalker visual dictionary casualty. Um, I'm not sure which one Anthony's going to bring. Probably going to be bringing the. Uh... He's got two. <laughs> Come on, unmute. There we go. Yeah. This one first. Yeah. Layer off of it. And then the same as, yeah, the same as you've got. I just got to walk the layer off of it. Yeah. Both of, yeah, if anybody else that's watching that may have, yeah, these, I love galactic maps. Love them, love them, love them. For, they, were, they were my favorite part of the new Jedi Order books. Because they had like a, a really nice looking map in there. Um, mm -hmm. If it wouldn't take me like a few minutes to dig one out, I'd, I'd get it, I'd get one uh, out to show, but um, it'll take a few minutes. But I mean, these ones, of course, these are the Canon ones currently. So, I mean, Dantooine's way out in the outer rim. I thought, I always thought Dantooine would be closer in, but. Dantooine's Galactic North, correct? Yeah. Lots of, just, my, just one of, my favorite, one of my favorite places. Just, just south of Lamu from uh, Rogue mm -hmm. One. I like, I like, I like doing space geography. <laughs> oh yeah, it is a lot of fun, especially when folks there it is, bring it up. Yeah, just kind of getting that feel for, for where, where, what is in relation to what else. Yes. Wherever, wherever given direction in the galaxy that might be. Yeah, the region is just inside, so it would already be there. See, I'm looking at so many other different places. Mandalore is in the outer rim. Now, Alhada is in the outer rim. Yeah. Can't, can't, I mean, we already know that is. Yeah. You know, it's just so many other places that. Yeah, if you're thinking to the east, that actually makes that makes a lot, a lot of sense. Because to the the exact west of that 
is Weston Reaches. Yep. Hmm. And then, I mean, it's the far west of the galaxy, there's only two places that we know, Exegol and um, Arcto. Mm hmm Yeah. Give me a sec. I'm, I mean, where's, um, where's Camino on here? I'm thinking Galactic South. I am, and I can't. See if I've. See if it shows up in the other one. But yeah, I can't see um, Camino. Now, did Dooku remove it from all archives? <laughs> maybe I'm now that just made me wonder when you mentioned that it weren't on here that did they purposely was it purposely not included on here because it was removed from from the wow, Jedi archive these are, these are the things that make you go hmm one of them although yeah, I find you brought it up I ain't seen it I've just gone on to, uh, into the um, the complete visual dictionary from that's uh, got episodes one to six in it. But I don't think there is a galactic map in here. Are you in the Atlas? Mm, oh, the Atlas. I I can, that too. I've got that too. I'll just fish this one. It's from 2016, that very same, yeah. Yeah. See if it's in there. Now, this... Di now, I did not think... Okay. Oh. So. Well, it's... I did find it on Amazon Books used. So, I picked it up for... You want to say it was like five dollars and it come to me from across the u.s so it took a couple days but yeah that was a very worthy purchase Indeed. i think i think i got it i got it um uh 2016 christmas and i got it for about the same price Let's see, you were just looking in the Rise of Skywalker and could not find it there. So, yeah, if it's not in here, it's not going to be in Rise of Skywalker. No. No, you were looking in The Last Jedi. So, if it's not in, if it's not in PLJ, it's not also going to be in Clone What planet is Gorel? Gorel? G-A-R-E-L. It's next to Lothal. Well, fortunately, that particular book has it broken down into sections of the galaxy. And when you find where it is in that book, in that section that includes... Page 30. It gives a brief mention of something about it, which may tell you what other stories that planet 
was included in. Hmm. I'm also trying to think what other stories were included about that time. Yeah. 2015, 2016. This may also include the early comics run, which would also include other worlds and places and planets yeah. that we may not be directly familiar with. I think most of these I remember. But, um... That's where I'm not much of a help on account of I don't follow the comics. I think the one thing here is there is no... There is no um, mention of Camino. Uh, hmm. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Although in the bestiary, in it, I've just I've just flipped to the back to see if there's an index, and they've actually got Blurg in the index as well. Here's another little hint to take a look for, especially in the index. Yeah. Um, which can kind of make this uh, uh, turn it into a, a bit of a trivia question for a minute. Is nice. Where, where, where would it? There's a galactic, I'll say, landmark for space mark. That it would be found nearby or just south of. Wishy maze. Yeah, is there a mention of that? No, there if isn't. They make a space around it, then that may give an idea where. No, it is. Southwest. No, I can't see anything to do with the Wishy maze either. Yep, then they definitely kept it hidden. <laughs> that is hilarious. Because um, I always thought, from from what you saw in um, Attack of the Clones, I always thought that kind of the Rishi Maze was beyond Endor. Kind of southwest. We'll ask the Google machine here real quick. <laughs> Since by the wonders of technology, we just so happen to be on the internet. Well, yes. Then it's just going to, this is going to depend on what it finds and whether or not it lies in canon or not. Uh, the Rishi Maze is in canon because uh, it's remained in canon because they mention it in Clone Wars as well. In Rookies, uh, their outpost that the uh, Separatists attack is within the Rishi Maze. All right, I've got one map, the first one that I pulled up. Shows it as being very outer rim, yeah, the edge of the outer rim, galactic southeast, 
Um, oh, Tatooine and Geonosis and Naboo. Oh, so if so, if we go into the Galactic Atlas, roughly around where the compass is. <laughs> In in the TLJ book? No, in the in the Galactic Atlas. Okay. Um, I'd say it's roughly around the compass area then. <laughs> yep, because everything I'm looking at in TLJ matches that book I'm seeing on the screen. Yeah. Curious that it ain't included in the book, but it is included here. All right, so that gives a pretty good rough idea of where we're looking at. Even if, even if the writers of the book, including Mr. Hidalgo, <laughs> and I know he had help, and ain't just him, choose well, to yeah. not, not share that particular small but valued piece of information <laughs> but thinking about it you think that the jedi would have been able to update their um they would have had to update their archives much to jocasta news um disdain um when they started when you know when they essentially took control of camino mm -hmm. during the war <clears throat> You know, in theory. In theory. In theory. Well, that was an interesting little romp around to find that. Yeah. <laughs> Never thought we'd be doing a bit of spot of geography. <laughs> <laughs> what are the reference books <laughs> we are? Somebody out of certain podcast about the last I don't think one of them exists yet. That would, uh, it is, I mean, roundabout, roundabout way there sort of kind of is one going one planet at a time that, um, Shannon Moran's doing. All right. She's taking, she's taking her time going one planet at a time. Oh, is that why she keeps, po is that the postcards? She keeps posting yep. the postcards, doesn't she? And that's the that's, that's her. on the that's the roadmap, isn't it? Yep. And keep an eye on. Uh, she put up her April her April uh, destination map for the whole month of April, and what uh -huh. all she's she's pretty loaded up. She's going to be busy this month <laughs> doing things that includes us, including live streams and yep. some some game streams. Yeah, and she's already been to. Where did she go to with Matt from Blue Banthin? Oh. Yeah, she just had him on, and he picked his his galactic planet destination, and then that yeah. is where they went to for this past show. It was just last week. Ah. <laughs> So let's see uh, in the chat. Have any questions? Anyone want to throw anything into the uh, into the ring? Anything uh, at all? I'll keep an eye because it was last locked with Snake 
staff magic uh, saying that he had come here because he misread it as <laughs> Star Wars like that. Well, he was right. <laughs> oh, and that was quite a spell back there. That was yeah. almost a half hour back. So, yeah, I'll keep an eye on the live chat. And anybody that has anything, that, not even just questions, but topics. Yes, yes. Do uh, throw some stuff our way. Um, do you know what I've been reading? I've been reading Heir to the Jedi. I've the, noticed that, yeah, quite a few friends have been taking steps back to the earlier now canon books and yep. giving a re-look or read or listen. Yeah. Um, and I really don't, I mean, it's, I don't get the hate. That's one that for whatever reason, just for me, my decision to not, I haven't listened to that story. I mean, it's definitely not in the, it's not kind of bloodline um, level of, you know, amazingness, so to speak. I mean, I'm biased. I, I do like bloodline is still my favorite of the new canon, but it really, it's, I find it quite an interesting. It's quite interesting because it's really picking up on Luke doing his um, oh, watching both the prequel. Becky, hello. Oh, hello, hello, Rick. Yeah, yeah, we got a we got a fella. <laughs> oh, I'm honoured. Um, <laughs> Becky, right, watching both the prequels and Clone Wars recently. What are your thoughts on differences and similarities between how characters are portrayed? Well, um, I can, I actually, uh, um, I have a, a, a story to tell in regards to that. Um, so way back when, uh, before, uh, we had Emma, uh, Sarah picked me up the, uh, box set of Clone Wars and we started watching them. Like kind of the idea was we we're going to get through like a disc every few days or something. What are you cooking, Rick? Um, <laughs> Um, and so we watched the uh, Clone Wars movie first. So she got to, so Sarah got to meet Ahsoka. And, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of, you'd see, Anna, you know, Anakin in it. And he's, you know, he's, he comes across as much more fun and enjoy, like kind of in his element more than what we got in the films. And Sarah said to me, and I can I can kind of agree with her in this, is um she um she kind of preferred animated Anakin just in, in that kind of I mean that, that hour and a half film that she watched. Because yeah. she um she kind of felt that that was how Anakin should have been. You know, you've got cocky, you've got arrogant, but he's also quite light-hearted whereas what we have in the films and granted it's like a snap the films are like a snapshot of the of you know the story but he he never really kind of feels you kind of 
I can see where she's coming from. Anakin always he felt too serious mm-hmm. for a lead in Star Wars. But then when you see him in the Clone Wars, he's completely the opposite in a way. Because Until... we spend so much more time yes. with him. Yes, and you find out that yeah, he's really he's a really complicated fella. He's yes. Fiercely beyond fiercely loyal to the folks that are closest to him. Definitely. And will do whatever he needs to do, whether it's what the Jedi might consider to be the right or the wrong thing, yeah. to help them or protect them or whatever that case may be. Yeah. And those are actually some of the strengths that would end up leading him to go astray and a little too far. I mean, I don't know. Um, uh, don't know, Becky, if you've seen any of season seven or if you're going chronological here. Um, so I'm not going to give too much, if anything, away. But um, you can definitely see, you can definitely tell, especially in Bad Batch, in the Bad Batch arc, which chronologically happens after the current Ahsoka arc. Um, you can definitely see he's getting closer and closer to Revenge of the Sith Anakin. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the darks, the darkness kind of going on. Um, but I mean, if you, you know, not it's not just Anakin, like, I, I think I, I wrote a piece. Oh, she's just on season three. So, yeah, he's still pretty much in the lighthearted. Oh, how far are you through season three? Yes, yeah, so let us know how far through season three you are. Because yeah, I was I... going to say something, and then I stopped and thought that she's going through this chronologically from a little part that you just mentioned that you can see those slips of darkness. And I thought, no, yeah. I'm not going to say what that is just yet. <laughs> She'll discover that when she gets there. Yeah. Yeah, Becky, let us know where you are in season three. Just just so we don't say anything uh, wrong. Um, but, I mean, like, I, I wrote a post, uh, I think, last year, or I think I mentioned it in the podcast, um, how I feel that Clone Wars really kind of helps the prequels. You have Thank many you. other friends in agreement with you there. Absolutely, it does. It just, it just <laughs> fills it out so, exactly. so very much. It does, it does. I mean, but... Uh, I, I, I mean, I don't know how you feel, uh, but I, I've always, I always felt until watching Clone Wars all the way through, Anakin's turn felt very sudden. Too quick. Um, but you know, once you get through, um, I mean, even if you just if it forget, you know, take season seven off the table for now, because you know we're not at the end of it yet. Up until you get to the end of season six of the last missions, like you can see where he's going, and you can see the reasons why he gets to that point in Revenge of the Sith, where he can turn. Um, and you know, if you were if you just took out every other character, or, or you know, if you just said, right, this is the Clone Wars is all about Anakin. You take out Ahsoka, take out Obi Wan. And it's all about Anakin. You get so much. You could understand it so much quicker. Um, of course, the Obi Wan and Ahsoka characters are fundamentally important 
to his character arc and why he does what he does. Oh, she's on episode five of... So she's about a quarter of the way through season three. As I recall, each season has 20 episodes. About, yeah, about that. Yeah, she's nowhere near... Um, no, not she got a ways to go yet. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like, I think, I mean, Obi-Wan, you see, you see, uh, I mean, essentially for me, Clone Wars is not, uh, Clone Wars expands. It doesn't aim to change. It just expands. It gives us a lot more information. I mean, I again like one thing that I found kind of like jarring when going from episode two to episode three is the Yannickin Obi Wan relationship because you go from the Obi Wan where he's half the time he's cracking jokes like where you go master for a drink or good job to you know his uh, almost condescending put downs of Anakin at times to suddenly they are best friends and completely in sync and they know they know each other's moves before they know their own moves kind of feel mm-hmm. um and clone wars really expands on that and it makes that transition have go so easily and go so well um and you know ahsoka just is you know she's our eyes and ears essentially, to the Anakin Obon relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really kind of, through her, you get to see a complete, you get to see v- very different sides of them that I don't think we would have seen in the films. Um, kind of going, like, Ahsoka's there for so many of the important things in Clone Wars. And for those characters. To spend time she gets to spend some a little of that time on her own where yeah. we get to learn about her. Then yeah. some parts of it she gets to spend where it's her and Anakin. Then mm. there's other parts that she get we get to spend with her and Obi-Wan. Yeah. And and then through, a little bit uh, through the three of them together. Yeah. And and through her we get to we also learn the Jedi Order as well, like different different mm. Jedi, like Luminar and Dooley. Like uh, you know, through through Ahsoka, we wouldn't have really gotten Luminara. We wouldn't have gone kind of understood where Luminara comes from and the way she kind of sees the Force, which we then see passing on to um, Barisofi. And you know, you, you get the old school Jedi like Master Sanube. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, we get to and uh, Ayla Sec- Secura as well, you know, and that's only in like the first two seasons, which we get to learn vast, uh, you know, vastly different opinions of the Jedi Order. Oh, did you pick up on that? If you see, you've seen the latest, of course, you've seen the latest Clone Wars. Myself? Yes. Yes, sir. So... You get the you, you picked up on the Luminar and Dooley reference. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was a nice touch. I felt it was. <laughs> and in a few words, that was the few words that we were told that she said. It's 
It was so spot on. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, even Rick's excited for Becky. Like he said, Becky, you're in for a treat with season three. There's some great storytelling that headed your way. Oh. And she said she's looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, definitely like the, the back half of that season just It was uh, safe to say she doesn't know yet that season four is going to bust it open. Oh, season and just season five. Season four and five, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I have a ride coming up. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's what he. That's what Rick just said. Brace yourself. <laughs> well, it's good. It is. It is. I think when I was, as I was doing my rewatch, it was kind of like once I got halfway through season three, I just kind of was on a roll. After that, it took it took a while to kind of get to like the the halfway point of season three for me. You know, not that I'm not enjoying, not that I don't enjoy it or anything. It's just you know, kind of like right once you get to halfway through season three, the ball rolls. Uh, the storytelling has hit its stride. Mm-hmm. Uh, the directors have just nailed it. They've got it down. And by the time you get to the end of season five, you're just like, it's, it is a roller coaster. Um, with the exception of the shark man. <laughs> Wasn't keen yeah, on him. I'm one of you that since we got to see the very first, and I know we started a little bit earlier than Jens were allowed to. I didn't go back and give rewatches when other friends of ours, many, many of our friends started a month or two before. But <clears> fortunately <throat> that I chose I chose not to. Fortunately, so many shows in my playlist were going back and doing recaps oh, yeah. of what they can what they deem to be kind of like the the important different episodes out of different seasons. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and not watching it. I still was able to kind of do a rewatch through yeah. our friends on my playlist. Yeah. And then heading into heading into this this uh, twelve episode seventeen. Yeah. I can't believe we're near, I can't believe we're over halfway as well. Yeah, there's only six yeah. six more to go. And it'll go quick. Savor every minute of it because as I say, well, Every story's got two things. It's got a beginning and they got an end. And the end of the yeah. Clone Wars is coming, no matter what folks want to expect from it. Because I know there was a little bit of disappointment with some of the guard that you friends might have felt, well, they could have done or should have done. That's already been decided a couple years back. These stories oh, yeah. are already set. And this is what the, the storytellers <laughs> intended to tell. But for whatever the reason of your your wants or thoughts, this is the story that they wanted to tell you. And here it comes. Becky's just asking what date the finale is. Somewhere in May. And I did have that date. Isn't it the week of May the 4th? I think it's that week. Because when they first advertised... Close, the first the third was episode six correct yeah coming up in two days in two days one episode eight 
Mm. So four weeks. Yeah, I think it will be that week. No, May 15th. Will be oh! The final, the final. He's May the 4th falls on a Monday. Yes. So we get chapter nine. Chapter well, this... 10 on May the 1st, Friday. Right. And 11 on the 8th. And, and exciting news, as of this Friday, the UK will be fully caught up with Clone Wars. About time. <laughs> that's aimed at that's aimed at the Disney Plus. Not, yeah. No one else. That's aimed at oh, Like I kind of I'm, I'm so looking forward to being able on hopefully Friday morning cracking on uh, cracking on Disney Plus before I go to work. And uh Yeah, I see what you're asking about May the fourth. Could it be the, the final I just pulled up my calendar right here on the right side of my screen and counted out the Fridays from this past Friday where episode six is and counted it out by six more. Rick, that's how I got to the 15th. I just counted yeah. out six, six more Fridays. And I doubt they're going to do like a two, I doubt they're going to put two part. They're not going to like condense it. They're going to keep it going for as long oh, as they no. can. Yeah, absolutely. I will go give a plug out to one of our friends concerning mm. May the 4th. And it was a couple of friends yeah. that I talked, I talked to this past Monday, a couple of days back. There's something special coming up in our playlist concerning May the 4th. Mm -hmm. uh, Tatooine Sons, everybody look at them on May the 4th. They got something big to tell. And if you want a, a little teasers with no spoilers, Watch the first hour and a half of Michael Condon's Back to Tank on his YouTube channel, uh -huh. to Med 2, and get some, get a couple little teasers that are spoiler free. What maybe if you want to have a tease for what Tatooine Sons might be having going on, David was kind enough to say something without really saying something. <laughs> Yeah. So I know they the this week's episode they announced that they're moving to Florida. Because mm -hmm. yeah, I asked if it concerned that, and he said no. We told everybody. Yeah, they. I'm extremely yeah. happy for them because they're moving into U.S. southeast southeast podcast central. There's a lot mm -hmm. of Star Wars podcasters yes. down in Florida. Um. So they will have company for sure. I'm hoping they do some crossovers. Oh. Lucky Radio's down there. Octa Radio's down there. Ryan and Daniel from The Force Cast are down there. David okay. Triana from Followers of the Force is down there. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're so sad. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think I need to move to Florida. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I think Mr. Rez is still here in the chat. I think I still got him aiming and thinking and fixing on moving from uh, uh, Midwest Central U.S. to over here in Western Pennsylvania. He's, he's seeking out some more room. One over this way, bud. We got room in Western Pennsylvania for you. There's other podcasters around me here, too. Oh, who was it that you watched uh, Celebration with? 
last year. I can't remember who it was, but I remember. I spent time kind of jumping around through the Twitterverse with a whole bunch of folks. Hmm. Uh, I took the vacation off for the entire five days and pretty much sat my butt right here. And every time there was, the, while the live stream was going, I had this here iPod going and, and just spending time in the Twitterverse. Um, let me think here. I was, I, I, that's when the weekend of celebration, I was starting my kitchen job. So I would come home, I'd like basically finish there and come home and just try and avoid anything until I could, uh, get onto YouTube as quickly as possible, avoiding spoilers. <laughs> and then podcasting about it at like midnight. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, you did have some different things that you put out. Same as some of a lot of our friends that spent time there in the after hours. Mm -hmm. The show before it closed down, they'd go spend some time with friends and then it'd go back to wherever they were. And yeah. quite a lot of them would make short little mini kind of episodes to say, this is what we did today, and we're yeah. doing it for those of you that couldn't come along to kind of keep you filled in and caught up and kind of kind of bring you along with us, yeah. That was another thing. That, that happens for this year. That was something that Bad Movers were talking about um, in the latest episode about kind of whether or not they should postpone it on or not and honestly i think at this rate postponing is probably a better idea they still ain't yet as far as we've no. been told and i've been keeping an eye on um one i can't remember the, the the show that was just very recent and i brought it up reached directly out to read pop and yes them, is it is it and they said as of right now no we're we're still on this is yeah. still green light go. Could do. I just, um, I mean, I think, uh, I'm, you know, given the way everything is, I think a lot, there could be a lot of people who aren't able to get there, though. And either they're going to end up um, putting a lot of, you know, giving a lot of money back for people who can't make it. Oh, I hadn't considered that. Yeah, considering what's all going on now, that mm -hmm. might shut down some friends that have the plans, but might yep. have other reasons or means to say, yeah, I want to go, and I have all the means, but I can't. Yeah. I had not considered that. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm feeling slightly optimistic on it. You know, if it goes, I mean, if it goes ahead, I'm, I'm in a position where I can't, I can I could easily go, um, you know. Um, so I'm optimistic about it, but at the same time, you know, I don't want to go and have like half of half of who would be there not be there, mm -hmm. so to speak. Because I mean, I think at this point, a lot of the uh, Australian folk will probably be struggling. Because I mean, their country, that you know, all the borders are closed there. Um, so, you know, whether or not they'll be allowed out is, is something and 
that is one thing that I've taken note of recently listening to a lot of different friends is most folks really do aim to be going to celebration. It ain't for the panels, it ain't mm. for the merchandise. It's to be together with other friends that you don't otherwise normally get to because yeah. of this distance. It's always yeah. going for the, the folks and the friends. That's what it's about. Definitely. I mean, that's the, that's the main reason for me to be going mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, I mean, like, I don't know, you know, we're not, it's not like we're going on a, it's not like it's a, um, a new film year or anything like that, where you're going to go and you jump on a, you go to a panel, you might see something at the end of the panel, they might show you a little something else that no one else gets to see, you know, it's nothing like that. You know, there's, you know, the big, the big things that we really, we're going to be seeing is Mandalorian season two, uh, maybe something for Cassian Andor and Kenobi. Um, but at this point, maybe not because they haven't even started filming. No, um, if they were to do anything like that, it might be in relation to, and you would remember this well because you were mm-hmm. there, 2016. What were they able to show us in relation to Rogue One? It was very oh. short. It was something very, very short. It was and the it was um, mostly made up of stills. They had a short little video clip that was what was later on not not part of the story. But yeah, yeah if there's anything that they could show out of either of those two yet to be told stories, mm-hmm. I would think it's gonna be in in some or other way, sorta of like that. It's yeah. something really short with maybe mostly stills that's still gonna be enough to make people just Oh yeah. I mean mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was in the uh, main hall. I wasn't in the, I wasn't in any of the panel rooms for the Rogue One panel. I was, uh, I was out on the show floor, and they had that big screen uh, over the Star Wars stage show, and they showed the behind the scenes reel. Um, and then at that point, I thought, well, they're not really going to show anything else because it was kind of winding up. So I went and played on uh, the uh, as of then unreleased. Um, Battlefront Besbin maps because they had a sneaky peek in the EA stand which was right next to it so I kind of like kept looking over my shoulder um, but what they did do is after the panel well at the end of the panel Kathleen Kennedy got up and says right don't all phones off don't please don't screw us no recording this is just for everyone in this room for the main the main the main mm-hmm. panel room, and they showed um, what they. I think what I saw of it was almost exactly the same as the trailer we got at the Olympics that year, but I think with a few differences. Because I managed to sneer boot. See, I saw a very badly fuzzy bootleg version mm-hmm. of it, and it, most of it was in the uh, Olympics trailer. Um, but yeah, the big thing that they put out was really the behind the scenes footage, and a lot of people were complaining about that. I remember hunting up that very same grainy, fuzzy <laughs> video and finding a way to kind of copy it onto your laptop just to be able to watch <laughs> over and over. Yeah, I remember that very well. Very, very well. And uh, I mean, for me, the big the big panel that I really wanted to go to, and I did get to, was the Rebels panel. 
And that I've was been kind of, I've been kind of encouraged at that lately in the past few live streams that that other friends have done, especially that weren't able to to that didn't follow the different live streams. I'm like, well, you gotta, it's all back on YouTube. Every yes. celebration since Anaheim and every panel that they did mm -hmm. is there. Yeah, yes. and it, I've never been, but even just watching those, they suck you in. And even through that little window you're watching, it can make you feel like, yeah, you're there. And when everybody else is getting wound of whatever the thing is that they're watching, it's like uh, somebody had shared a picture of, oh, what was Rebel Scum? Back in 2017 in Orlando, when um, Brock and James, they, they, they did after panel reactions of so many different things. Mm. And at one point, they were both standing in front of the, the life-size TIE fighter that was on the show before, in front of the where the Star Wars stage was. Yeah. And we were talking, they were they were doing a rewind, uh, I'm going to say it was for breakfast, Bright Suns, earlier in the week, mm. or at lunchtime, somewhere around there. And somebody had mentioned about seeing that TIE fighter for the first time, and I'm like, you've never watched this celebration live streams i'm like you have to you gotta go watch these you need to watch these because they're, they're through the different parts they take you everywhere and you get to see yeah. all this stuff yeah they were just flipping out about seeing that one typewriter i'm like you need to put this sit down and, and put this on your to-do watch list because yeah all the live streams from celebration is so dang much fun yes rick it was the throne reveal panel it was uh, that was as soon as they revealed him in the trailer the room goes nuts mm -hmm. and the um as the trailer finished the whole room erupted in a chant of thrawn and just yelling thrawn 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 over and over again and like feloni just kind of turned around to everyone and was like yes this is what we're here for and then someone got up and asked a question and said, will we be seeing Captain Pellion? And then he turned around and says, you see, you give them one thing and they want so much more. Yeah, that's... that's but... That's our fandom. If you go back through the 2016 um, live streams and videos on YouTube, there is one where you will hear my voice. Really? Did you get to ask a question? I did. I'll ask two Didn't questions. The uh, Boba Fett panel with um, Daniel Logan and Jeremy Bullock. Okay. Moderated by David W. Collins. Yes, I asked. I asked a question, and I thought, oh. I didn't realize it was on YouTube, and then it was on YouTube, and I was like, oh, no. Luckily, the other question, the other panel I asked a question at, I don't think got recorded, so I feel okay. And that was the one where I um, asked Pablo Hidalgo a question. See, I think I've just talked myself into it. I know what I'm watching tonight. I'm going to get set down <laughs> <laughs> after my after my playlist is over for for Wednesday. I'm going to be watching some. Uh, I'm going to be watching some celebration live streams from the from the past. Yeah. Oh. I'm already talking me into it. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I walked out of there on, on the Friday. I'll, I'll see if I can show you. So, um, I took one book with me 
Well, I took two books from home with me. Uh, one was to read in the um, one was to read uh, in the queues, which was um, Aftermath Life Debt. It's shameless plug. Hi, um, and the other one was this one. The Boris Awakens Cry Sessions. Uh-huh. And afterwards, after the panel, they said, oh, um, go to the DK panel in about 10 minutes. Um, something special is going to happen. So I've got Jason Fry's autograph. Whoa. Um, nice. Yes. Remil, is it yeah, Kemp Remillard? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pablo. <laughs> nice. And yeah, after that, I was like, yeah, I, I could go home now very easily. But I then decided that I was going to hang around for a bit longer because, uh, of course. Um, I mean, this I've got this was the first day. This was the Friday, which was the day that Sarah sat in the food court all day. Uh, basically waiting for me <laughs> and um, yeah so I, I went back and I was like look there's one more panel I kind of want to go to it she was like just go so yeah that was the Boba Fett one got out and she was like why do you look so happy I spoke to Boba Fett both of them <laughs> <laughs> well two of the three now of course with um Tamira Morrison playing him in Empire Strikes Back. Well, doing the voice. And it felt good to see Jeremy Bullock, to actually speak to Jeremy Bullock, because I missed out on him when he came to Lincoln. And the, I'm, I'm grateful that, I'm glad for you that you got to, because now that he's, he's stepped quit, back in the way, yeah. yeah, he's, stepped back in the way and retired from it yeah you were very fortunate to be able to get oh, yeah. to do that that's, that's that's great i couldn't believe i couldn't believe missing him on when he's like in my hometown um and the the the, the most gutting part of it was i i was uh, doing a film i was making a film on that day and he was doing this signing in this little art house cinema and uh, me and my filmmaking friend knew the owner of the cinema pretty well, and you know, we were pretty pretty chummy with him. We got a lot of, you know, we could pull a pull a few strings for us. It was good fun. And I said, "Oh, do you reckon I could run in quickly and get him some, to sign something?" And my, the guy said, "Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, if you've got time." And I pulled up because I was going to meet these uh, meet two of the actors in front of the cinema and i got there and the queue was around the, the queue was pretty long there was a guy in a fantastic boba fett outfit there was some 501st guys and um i was just like i could just run in i could just run in and then both of the actors turned up at the same time i was like oh <laughs> i can't go in <laughs> so i had to miss it, it was, I, you know i'm just like looking at the door it's like this far away from <laughs> I could be in there, <laughs> but um, but no, I was pretty. You know, I was like, 
yeah, there's my shot. I can see him there. So yeah, I also met. Oh, I didn't meet him, but I was about a foot away from Peter Mayhew because <laughs> I was in. His I way. had a similar. I had a similar experience in a different sort of way with Peter, and that was my time when I was in Garrison. Oh yeah, that we were. Oh, I can't even begin to recall what year it was. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. We'll put it that way. Um, yeah, I was posted guard at his table. And oh. I was in my Imperial Royal Guard, which is extremely difficult to see out of people. You can't turn your head because the helmet doesn't allow for that. It comes down to here. Yeah. All the way. You, you recall the helmet. Yeah, you can't. Mm. You have to turn your entire torso to be able to see. Yeah. And it was even being in that helmet and all of the like cloak and the robes. Yeah, it was still intimidating as hell. Yeah, I know he was a sweet personable man but to know that i was you know kind of doing my duty to stand there with it was intimidating knowing that i positioned myself in just such a way that i could see out of the corner of my visor that he's right <laughs> there and i'm thinking you freaking may you and the very same thing uh the next year where jeremy did get to come to over here to pittsburgh to a comic con when garrison creator was here and the garrison quietly got together. Yeah, we got to talk off and on with him. And yeah, he was a very sweet person. Yeah. Fellow. We took him to dinner. And it was the whole the whole of our garrison. So there's probably 30 <laughs> of us and Jeremy and his wife and his agent. And yeah, I couldn't even bring myself to even ask him. He was talking to everybody at the table. He would not let anybody sit there and not, not have a chance to be able to say something. And I was just drawing total blanks. Like, what could I possibly have to ask her to say to him other than thank you for being a part of telling us these stories? Yeah. <laughs> well, I um with it with Peter Mayhew, I was uh, I got a fast track ticket to the uh, store. It was like because when I got there on the Saturday morning, I was like, right, I'm going to go to the shop, the store first, and so I went straight for the queue, and it was almost out the back door. Uh, getting into the getting into the wow. queue, uh, I saw Dave Filoni, um, and he he looked at me and he he waved at me and he said, "I'm really sorry, I've got to go. I can't take any more pictures." But I saw him. That was enough. Um, but I got this fast track ticket and I was stood waiting for like the time, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize what was to like the side of me. And um, I just heard someone go, oh, excuse me, excuse me. And I turned and it was his handler. And he was just turning in because he was on his uh, scooter and he was just turning in. And I'm like, Peter fucking me. (laughs) 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 So I'm like, quickly get my phone out and take a couple of pictures. And I realized at that point I was stood near the photo booth, the photo area. So I just kind of popped Mm -hmm. my head around and there was – uh, I saw Daniel Logan and Jeremy Bullock taking pictures, and I was like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and then I went into the shop and was like, Blast! <laughs> but even still, you got to be there, and you got that memory of being able to see it, even if it was a fleeting kind of thing. You, you got to. That's, you got I to think. That. 
I'd rather do. I'd rather have that kind of a moment than spending two, three hours in a queue for five seconds where they sign something and say hi, bye, or Absolutely. stand, yeah. or stand for a couple of seconds, have a picture taken. It's like hi, handshake, click, bye, see ya, and because you know, they got to push it along to try to get everybody in there and make some maximum use or maximum time of yeah. getting getting folks in. Yeah, yeah, that's top stuff. Because it's a story to tell, as opposed to yes, I queued for a long time. You get two point two seconds to go. Yeah, and then you're out. Yeah, I think that when I see so many of our friends' avatars on Twitter that has somebody standing with Ian or with Hayden, and they're frozen in that second, and I'm thinking, yeah. you know how that played out, where they mm -hmm. got to come in and go hi, and then click. It was nice to be able to hear, and the folks are already pushing out as you're not even yeah. able to finish the sentence yet. Yeah, those thoughts come to me every time I see that. I did a, I, I did have an ex, a, some extended time with Warwick Davis once. Yeah, see, Rick just spoke to what you said. You can't beat meeting folks while in line, though. No, no. that's where friendships friendship starts and made. Yep. I mean, I, I spoke to, I, I in the uh, at the wee small hours of the morning, waiting in the Rebels um, panel queue, you know, I, I met like five, six guys, and, you know, for the whole, whole of the show, it was like, right, you know, we, you know, we, we kept bumping into each other, we had a, you know, few good chats, great morning, you know. Between the between the three of the four, five, six of us. So, in one guy, he was there for he wanted to see the rebels panel, but he was also he he was down for a couple of the um, what they call it, a couple of autographs. He was getting Mark Hamill's, um, and he was the guy. Uh, I don't know if you remember the Rogue One episode. Um, oh, that's one with a W. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Rogue One with a W, where Johnny was uh, Johnny Grasso wanted to because he, he'd heard a bunch of like crap stories about Anthony Daniels, and he asked mm -hmm. people, okay, yeah, awesome. yeah. and I sent one in mm -hmm. uh, about Anthony Daniels like scribbling out Kenny Baker's autograph on stuff, mm -hmm. and um, oh, yeah, that sent, in, that sent him into a tizzy. Oh God, yes. Um, but yeah, this guy in the queue—he's the one who told me about it, and it—it's—it was him that it happened to. Um, but he'd like met Carrie Fisher a bunch of times. Uh, I met a guy who's in who's in the five hundred and first, and you know that was a real, really interesting chat. Uh, there's a guy who lived in the UK who I, who I'm friends with on Facebook, and you know we'll chat every now and again. You know. You know, because of being in that line. Yeah, at that, you know, if I'd have gone any, if I'd have gone half an hour later, you know, I wouldn't have met them, but I'd have met someone else. Someone else, but it ended up, yeah. Yeah. You and Rick have both have that, and I, I am so familiar with this for listening to so many shows for so long since even, even people were counting experiences from like Celebration Five. Which was so very, very, very long ago. Yeah, I, I, I'm very familiar with, but I'm the only one out of, we'll just say you, me, and Rick right now, 
because I don't recall that Mr. Rez has been to a celebration either. I don't believe he has that that has that experience. So I'm kind of what's how Eric Struthers says, kind of living vicariously through Yun's experience. And one day I'll I'll get there. One day I'll get there. When that one day is. Difficult you know, uh, to see the future is, yeah, but one day I will get to a celebration. I'm I'm really surprised they're not they haven't done one in like New York area in, in your tri-state. I'm really surprised I haven't. Cause, I mean, that would be a gold mine for them, and you probably get a lot more people from overseas going as well. That would just have to depend on if. I would have to ask Michael about this. He would be able to speak to this much better than me because he's been he's been to New York City Comic Con and mm. whatever whatever the place is that they hold it in, whether or not it would be able to handle something to the effect of what celebration could hold. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Chicago got to uh, was sixty five thousand people. Yeah. And the biggest one I can still recall yet was actually Orlando that got 70 plus thousand. Was it? I thought Chicago was yeah. like the big one. No, it's um, the biggest, it's the biggest convention center on this continent. Yeah. Um, but they own, as I understand, and Rick, please correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, as I recall here, and they only used about a quarter of that place for celebration. That's how big really? it is. Yeah. That's how big it is. So I know when uh, in London they used the entire of the Excel Center. Mm -hmm. um, apart from the food court on the Friday. Yeah, that's what Rick's saying. McCormick didn't even use all their space. I recall it being somewhere to a, between a quarter to a third. Quarter was what I heard thrown around the most. Yeah, they did not use the entire place. Jesus. That I, yeah, it's a massive facility. It is. For being the largest one on the U.S. continent, yeah. yeah, out of any other place, out of the four corners of it. Yeah, next time I talk to Michael, or even I'll, I'll DM him. Well, I'll have to wait a spell because he's at work right now. He is, That's yeah. He's not in the chat. Um, I'll have to ask him because he's been there a time or two, whether or not mm. that might be feasible. And I'm sure Lucasfilm looked at it. Man, must have done. Why they, why they haven't chose it. Yeah. And Chicago could have been doable for me because it's only oh what did I go and look up while I was daydreaming knowing that I'd never be able to go it's like seven eight hour drive for me yeah like six hundred some miles yeah it could have been it was my plan or lack of funding is what held me back yeah but there there's one coming there'll be some personal changes on the plus side for me coming later on this year that will add to whenever <laughs> it could possibly if everything go and all the rest of the world can open back up and return to some kind of normal there is a very slim small chance that would be allowable but that i would still have to find room and board and and have time to find get the save up the money for Funding for food, never mind being able to try to find a pass to actually get there and then figure out whether I'm am I going to drive myself there or. But, but well, no, I, there's no way in hell I'm driving <laughs> Western Pennsylvania to, to Anaheim, California. No. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah well, there's, there's, 
so much tied up into it that it would leave that slim sliver of a chance. Yeah, that slim sliver of chance would just stay that slim. I don't see that happening. But there's a year coming where there's a celebration that I aim to, and you'll be able to know who I am because I don't own anything outside of clothes like this. You're not breaking out the old arm, right? Well, I could take my bucket over there and my E11 <laughs> along with me, but no, I expect if I set foot into a celebration, no matter what what place it's held, and folks are already know why, because <laughs> I won't look like any other Star Wars geek. I can talk it and speak it, and we can carry on. I just don't. I don't go that away. Well, which is a goofy choice on my own. Uh, no matter what, I am getting to a celebration with you, my good friend. And we will do this. We will do this live and in person. I'm nothing but a positive thinker. I can't think of a negative thing, no matter what it is, in anything concerning in the world. Yeah, I'm a very positive thinker. That one day that will come back. I think we'd all be able to know where to find you anyway, because you'll just be at the podcast stage all day, every day, because everyone's like, hey, come and speak to us. I'm just going to be wandering the floor, finding friends. Where open friends find me? We'll be finding you at the podcast stage. That's where we'll be finding you. <laughs> well, see, now you're giving me ideas. So I'm planning out that. Uh, yeah, I'm planning <laughs> out my... I, yeah, I'm just... <laughs> Maybe I'll bring my rocking chair with me and I'll just sit right there and that's where I'll be. Well, I uh, I, I, uh, made the decision this year to not apply for the podcast stage. thought, no, not this year. I'll just, I'll just be happy to uh, apply for a media pass. Because when they sat, they sat there and they said, oh, what are you, what's your new, what, what's your best three episodes? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Can you hold it up for 45 no. minutes? No, I know. I know. Celebration 2016 was that was a, that was a big. It's a celebration. Yeah. But yeah, for for one on on the continental over here that you're coming for. Yeah, spend it just finding friends, wandering oh, about, yes. and everything that you can find experience. And it includes a panel or so, then that's great. And if it doesn't, you get an overflow and take it for just that. Uh, the one thing I loved, and uh, I. You know, it's probably where the, some of the best memories are, as just wandering on the floor, um, mm-hmm. just seeing everything. Like, because you got no clue what's going to happen next, what you're going to come across. I mean, I saw the Tie Fighter. I walked up to, I, I, I was like, oh, oh I, you know, I took a couple of pictures with it, and then there was a an an Atta, and I'm like, yes, hello. I <laughs> And you know, I just then then I then I couldn't understand what was going on behind me, and then I realised, oh, it's the Star Wars show. <laughs> uh, who did that, I see recently put up something similar to that? Was um, I'm gonna say, was it Pat and Charles from Conversations were remembering mm. being yeah at Orlando, and they put up pictures of themselves right off the back where the when, that was us back there because there they were doing, you know, being, being as Pat and Charles does. <laughs> I uh, I broke a Kylo Ren helmet on the show floor as well. 
I thought, somebody booed. Yeah, well, it turns out it wasn't broken. Turns out it was meant to do that. But there was about four of us gathered around, and it was one of the Black Series ones, so we're all putting it on, you know. You wouldn't be doing that nowadays. So, but we're all trying it on. And when I took it off, um, something on it, like, it came apart. And we were like, what do we do? You're thinking, and, you're thinking bought it, broke it, broke it, bought it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, look, I just bought the Kylo Ren Black Series figure. I ain't buying this too. And l- luckily, someone from the booth was there because, oh, no, 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 the, yeah, it does this because this, this is what you got to do to do the batteries. And we were just, you could just like see four very nerdy men go, (sighs) (laughs) Then I ran over to the Enovos booth and tried on a Stormtrooper helmet. (laughs) Well, Enovos existed at that time. Well, yeah. Yeah, let me go. I did the same thing the other, was it last week, with James on Rebel Scum. They couldn't, his YouTube crashed. (laughs) Because apparently oh. Canadian YouTube is just, it's bad. And every lunchtime chat, it was just it's so rough. For whatever reason, he decided to hurry up and go throw up something to record together on, was it Google Hangout? And I ain't never used that. But he threw up a link, and I found it in his Twitterverse. And I jumped on, and I didn't have my ears and stuff in. And when yeah. I jumped on, I thought, you know, all right, I'm going to be, there's going to be a chat room right down there on the bottom. And that's where I'll be. And when it popped on and I seen my camera light come up and then I seen James and I seen Andrew and Miss Rachel Alfred was there. And then I could hear my speakers are blasting. And I'm like, they're recording live. And James goes, Oh, RFB's here. And then everybody else got lit, lit up and excited. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm on the show. <laughs> and I got my ears and put my mic and stuff on, and then we went on. And he's like, I'll just record this, and we'll put this up for, like, tomorrow's lunch. But, yeah, in the midst of that, we were carrying on because one of my favorite characters in out of the stories is... A sword trooper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I had to grab my bucket, which is sent to James, because it also happens to be his. <laughs> Gotta have my E11 too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta have that. Yeah, I did that, I, and I just sent him for a loop. I, uh, if I could move the whole computer, I would be showing you around in here. But um, unfortunately, uh, the the video that is to happen will not be happening until I've taken a feather duster to everything. Because <laughs> it's um, my my Poe Dameron X wing from uh, Force Awakens is uh, looking a little grey. I feel you there. I've, I've got my spots in my little bit of place, including my radio right back here. That could, yeah, use some tendon to. Oh yeah, I mean. Now we've now we've now we've opened this space up. Now we can get now I can get in here and do stuff like this. Definitely going to uh, maintain it. I see you're working on with uh, get a first order stormtrooper officer back. Yes, that was a, that was a present from my brother-in-law. Um, he got me that uh, Kylo Ren and BB-8. 
I don't know if you've seen on my Twitter. I've I posted a picture probably on my Twitter a long time ago of Emma playing with my with a cardboard cutout BB-8. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's sat next to me right now, and I've got Kylo Ren just here, and then up here are all my uh, well, most of my part finals, some Lego, and then all around, kind of behind the computer to the other side, there is all Lego. <laughs> See if I can... uh, Rick is taking and Rick is stepping out. Oh, uh, see you, Rick. Thank you for um, thank you for coming by. <laughs> see if I can. It's always it's always fun to watch live chats because you never know who's gonna pop in, and it's always it's just he's one of our friends. He's just one of our it's one of our friends. Oh, did I lose you, Johnny? He might have skipped out for a sec. He's froze on his end of the stream. No, there he is. What'd you do? You go and pick up the whole dang desk and turn it. I still don't get it. Yeah. It's... I think Johnny just went a little Cylon on us. Got it back. Yep. Hey. There we go. What'd you do? Pick up the whole dang desk and move it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just tilted. I just tilted it. And then I think I unplugged okay. something and all went wrong. All went wrong. Um, but yeah, that's just, yep. uh, that's just a, all good. a taste. Yeah, I did have a neat little piece. <laughs> That's uh, some of my TIE fighters. I've hung quite a few TIE fighters up back there. And I've got Y-wings on the wall here and a couple of other bits. But um, Let's see if I had any other little bits. Well, the collection I used to have years ago is went a long Mm. It went away a different way. Yeah, but I have various random little things that my girls and I have kind of mostly found through their favorite things. That yeah. I can go and do that because my laptop's just sitting on a little fold-out table <laughs> here with me in the living room. And it does allow me to go ahead and pick it up wireless through my plate. There's the sun coming through my French doors back there. Yeah, what few little things I do have are included right hereabouts in my entryway. Oh, opposite, opposite way. Yeah, just random little different things that I found, including some of the figures, including my uh, Republic Commando book. Nice. Is that a Phasma? The other way. You pull lock. Come on. Phasma's up. Go the other way. Gotta remember with cameras, it's backwards and off. Yes. Yeah, there's a few old things. Wander into the kitchen. Into the kitchen at my table. I got IG11 sitting in there on the table. Yeah, I just got random little things. My bear. <laughs> the shelf. Mm. 
Nice. Camera. My Lady of Falcon. <laughs> yeah, just random little things here and there through my goop that just reminds me of some parts of my past because you can't go and forget the past. You learn from nah. it. You don't ever forget it. No, because if you forget or choose to not remember, as folks teaches us, that's what dooms you to repeat it. You learn from it. So there was a wander through my little place. Uh, I do like seeing collections. Well, I do have I do have one very old thing that Ooh. was from back, back around the late 70s. And I'm sure it was the same across the way where you are as it was here. There was a kind of a pottery craze that was going around where folks could go and do their own different things. I did, but I bought this. When my oldest daughter was born for her nursery room, and about a year ago, after she got married, she brought it back and gave it back to me and said, Dad, do you remember this? And it is that ceramic R2. Oh, wow. You're going to want to do what I think? Yeah. I don't know if the sunlight's letting you do it, but... <gasps> He's got That's three, cool. Three very old. Yeah, it's from the 70s. He comes in two parts. His dome comes off. But he's got three very old glass Christmas light bulbs. A red one and a green <laughs> one and a yellow one. And after after a time, he'll... So that's been sitting there right next to my bucket. <laughs> and my E11 that I put back down there on my... 120-year-old singer sewing machine. Oh. Oh, yeah. I got a lot of really neat old stuff in here. That it, it, I have stuff that gets used. If I have something that I don't use in some shape, fashion, or form, it's going. And if yeah. it's modern day, aside from Star Wars stuff, if it's modern day, it's gone. <laughs> I don't have nothing. I don't have nothing in 2020 is outside my front door. It ain't in here. Except for things like this. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. essentials. The essentials. Oh, absolutely. Yes, they are. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That, and of course, well, dang, I pretty much took over the live dad and <laughs> the RFB chat. Yeah, this here laptop and this here iPod is the only kind of technology I got. That's it. Well, me, um, my wife got uh, one of those Amazon Echo Dot things, and um, ain't greatly sure what that is. It's basically, it's like you know, you, hey Alexa, can you do this? Hey Alexa, oh, can okay. you do that? All right. um, All right. And so, what I did tonight, because she set it up today whilst I was at work. So, what I did tonight was I hooked up my phone to it. And whilst I was doing the washing up and the cleaning in the kitchen, I may or may not have been watching Empire Strikes Back on Disney Plus with it coming through the Echo Dot speaker. Oh. Oh, and it was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to finish Empire. That, uh, 
can it can can it be used in such a way? I guess one would say in tandem with something akin to surround sound, so that you kind of have that whole room filled with that sound, or um, is it just like a single speaker that kind of does a single speaker surround sound kind of thing? Well, I think it's it's not a. I, th I think it's got multiple speakers. It's like I mean, it's that it's big. Yeah, but I think it's got a couple of speakers in it, and it sounded quite nice. It sounded quite good. It was loud enough to, because uh, Sarah was putting Emma to bed, mm -hmm. it was loud enough whilst Emma was trying to go to sleep during the Battle of Hearth to keep her awake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I was like, so, uh, I was talking to Sarah, and she went, you look, you know, Getting her to sleep, you know, I, I can't be doing it with like dum 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 dum. And I was I'm like, going to say, might might that have been the reason that you weren't able to finish Empires because little Miss Emma was awake? Nah, she did go to sleep in the end. I, I turned it down, <laughs> but I told I said to Sarah, look, she has to learn these things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, turn it into something positive. It's educational. <laughs> Yes, that she can take from it and learn. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, she's she's starting to read. Look, look, she's learning. She's at the stage where she's learning. She's starting to learn to read, and now I'm like, learn Star Wars. <laughs> Beyond Yoda and BB-8, <laughs> and stealing my young Anakin and uh, young Genoso pops. Not to mention, oh, yeah, not to mention, as you said, two BB-8. Well, I mean, we've got we've gone from her calling it BB Toot to calling it BB Eight now, so it's it's we're getting there. <laughs> She's how old again? She round two? She's two, nearly three. three. She'll be three okay. next week, I think. Yes, next week. <laughs> yeah, you're going to start coming into the points now where introducing her to different stories even if it's short stuff that's intended for her to be able to get where she's going to start asking you to repeat watch dad daddy watch, watch this again watch whatever and learn the name of it and then yeah oh you're headed into a fun spot well what we've um with with like sarah being at home um of course we're trying to find stuff for emma to do to keep her entertained oh absolutely so Sarah has um, picked up a bunch of uh, Lego sets for her, uh, Frozen, uh, like Disney themed. But yeah, she's getting into the building, into the building Lego. So I'm, I was sat there, you know, with her building something the other day, and I'm like feeling very proud dad moment. Oh yeah. Well, she's putting all these things together, and I'm like, oh. There's so many things I want to get you now. You know that, <laughs> like they do an X-wing for four plus. Think about it. <laughs> but then Sarah's like, I, I don't. I, I I do a bit of it with her, and then um, I have to step away because I just get to the point where I just want to build it instead of kind of her building it herself i want to do it myself so i have to step away <laughs> mainly because she keeps breaking it mm. it's like we go two steps forward one step back <laughs> lego with a toddler oh yeah this too shall pass 
and then then it'll be three steps. Yeah, all in good time. Uh, yes, Becky, Emma's going to have a very fun birthday. Um, nothing Star Wars related, unfortunately, but uh, she has got a dollhouse that's taller than her. Oh, my. Yeah, I can remember birthdays like that from my girls. <laughs> and it's all to do with Frozen this year. Yep, she's going to need to have... She's going to have the ones for other girl things, too. So, yep. <sighs> it's all... It's... Definitely treasure it for now, because... Oh, yeah. Even my oldest... My youngest, my youngest girl is 14 now, and use the time when we do get to talk. That yeah, I'll go on about listening to different things that I listen to or seeing the different things. Nobody really wants to talk Star Wars with dad so much now. So <laughs> it's up to me and our friends in live chats like this. They oh. still retain their fandom. It's just to a much milder point than what dad mm. does. <laughs> in time, it may. Uh, in time, it may. It may expand again. Well, I, I, I definitely take some. Uh, Abigail, my middle girl, had her mom gave her permission to get inked, mm -hmm. and being the the flutist, the musician that she is. She chose a bar of music to get tattooed on her left wrist right here. Mm -hmm. And the, that bar of music that she chose was the first line of the Imperial March. Nice. All, all the music she could have chosen. Yeah, and she's very much schooled herself in classical composers. Uh -huh. Far and wide, yeah. She's very familiar with a lot of very classical stuff that she could have chose. <laughs> and when she told me what that was, yeah. <laughs> Proud dad moment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, she's she knows that she's. I said you you under you understand. You're you're gonna have that there for forever. And she says absolutely. That's why I chose it because. That was one of the first things that she made herself get better and better and better at playing. Yeah. Mm. For so many weekends they'd come over, I could put up different short little YouTube or video clips off my iPod that I would constantly have live music. And yeah. I still got all their music stored in a file here on huh. my laptop for everything that they wanted to hunt up and find. And then they'd go steal this, this same laptop off of me to set and play. Yeah, I, every other weekend I always have live music here, no matter what it is they're playing. <laughs> nice. Well, I've just seen the time. Oh my, it is. <clears throat> oh, well, you know, it's, it's early evening for you. We're doing, yeah, it's 7 o'clock, which puts that... You're just sitting gone midnight. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Um, work yep. Long drive in the yeah. morning. So uh, um, I'm gonna have to call. We're gonna have to call it a night, my good friend. Um, it's, your, it's your show, my friend. Um, but uh, before we head on off, would you like to let everyone know where they can find you if they don't already know? 
if they don't already know, they can find me in Apartment G on, on 148 Grant Avenue in Vandergrift. I mean, that's, no, you can find me at a Rural Farm Boy in that Twitterverse. Or my Gmail is just right there, Rural Farm Boy, Gmail. Want to talk? Want to get feeling kind of cooped up and maybe you haven't had somebody you want to talk to? Or if you got an Apple sort of thingy like this, look me up by my Yahoo, my same A dot Rural Farm Boy. Hit me with a FaceTime. We'll sit and talk. I've got some friends just last evening. Uh, Maria, Florida Jedi girl. Hmm. Yeah, she's she's got my FaceTime. And Charlie Skywalker, he's got yeah. my FaceTime. We sit and talk at least once a week. Other friends, you're feeling cooped up and you want to do like a video, kind of talk back and forth with a friend? Stay when I'm right here. Well, there you go, folks. And you can find me on Twitter at at bloody on b l w a d y o r m e, Facebook dot com forward slash life debt blog pod, um, my stars life debt dot com, which is run by the wonderful Patreon Becky in the chat, and email life debt podcast at outlook dot com. You can tell I'm out of practice in doing this, can't you? <laughs> No, actually, you slid on through it pretty, pretty slick there, buddy. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember it all. It's, it's been a, been a few weeks since I did a recorded one. So, um, and I'll hit your last point for you. <clears throat> Pardon me. And if you would like to, like myself and Miss Becky, head over to that Patreon. Look up my Star Wars life deck. And for whichever amount that you would like, because Patreon lets you choose, you can stay within the tiers, or you can pick something of your own given as you choose. You become a Patreon, like my, myself and Miss Becky. And I want to say, is it Chris King too? Yep, Chris King. There's room for more. Oh, yes. Come aboard, friends. Come aboard. And some very fun content coming out. Because uh, those Patreon funds are going to let Johnny get the gear to have the celebration and make stuff to share with us. Oh, them, yes. Like myself, that ain't able to go. And going uh, a very worthy cause. It's going towards gear, new gear, stuff to talk about, stuff to write about, stuff to enjoy as a fandom and yes so so folks call me a promoter i guess i just become a salesman too. <laughs> just add that one to the resume sir add it to the resume <laughs> well um that's gonna be it folks for this week uh hopefully be able to do this again next week and i'll see you then because we have spoken. And before we go, I would just like to extend my gratitude and thanks to our Patreon members. Um, 
So I'd like to thank Patreon Becky, um, Anthony, aka a rural farmboy, and uh, Chris King for your continued contributions and support to the Life Debt Project. Um, it's greatly appreciated, and thanks to you, this episode sounds so amazing because I got a new microphone for podcasting. So yes, um, thank you very much, and um, I'll see you there on the Patreon. So thank you.